It's actually pretty interesting that I'm doing an episode on relationships and I'm talking about people when they're together in a relationship. But ironically, I am starting with an abandonment story. But just bear with me on this one. So very recently, a dog was abandoned because its owner thought that it was gay because it saw it dry humping another male dog. And since I find this to be particularly wild, let me just try and think of this in a particularly practical sense. So imagine this guy is coming home and as he's busy trying to park his car, he looks right across to the neighbor's place and he sees his dog dry humping another male dog. And he's like, oh my goodness, how dare he? My dog gay. How the hell is my dog gay? So obviously the dog seeing the owner, you know, rushes, wants to say hello, you know, tail wagging and everything. But the guy starts kicking the dog away. No, fresh go. No, I'm not going to have one of my dogs being a part of the LGTRZBLTT or whatever the hell that alphabet community is. I am not ready. And that time the dog is like, as if to try and say, yo, I was just playing. Like, just let me in. It's not like I was trying to bang the dog. And that time this guy's like, no, Frisco, you not staying with me anymore. I am leaving you. Get out. Get out of here. Then he takes the dog to the animal shelter and these guys are just looking at him like Because I tend to think that it's more of a joke or a game that dogs can probably play, you know, dry humping each other. You know, probably just trying to get some, you know, some insight on, on, on what it's like to give doggy style while they're still virgins and shit maybe. Just as they're waiting for their soulmate or, or their dick partner or some shit. Because... To think about a dog being a part of the LGBT, like, we already know straight dogs that, hell, some of them are even castrated and shit, that make a fuck ton of noise. Considering the way the LGBT have been making quite a lot of noise lately, like, imagine what the dogs would be doing. Like, we would never ever sleep or even have peace. Like, that's just how I'm thinking about it. Because imagine... When your dog is busy trying to fight for its rights to go and fuck another dog of the same exact gender. Like, does it come and, like, does it use some sort of language like... Which is supposed to mean love is love and I need to be accepted for what it is that I'm doing. And I like, you know, other dogs of my gender and shit. Blah, blah, blah. Like... I'd actually want to know what that entire experience would be like because I have actually been hearing that apparently there are some animals in the animal kingdom that do not completely subscribe to straight sex. Some of them might actually have the ability or have the capability to go LGBT. And a couple of years ago, we did see something of that sort happen with a couple of lions here in Kenya. Now, the issue is like those are lions that are in the wild. So you can get that shit is a little bit wild over there, pun intended. And, you know, in a domestic situation, LGBT domesticated animals, that, that, that'll definitely be something that I think would probably be considered newsworthy, if not interesting to actually study. Although, then again, I feel like I digressed a little too much into this because I wasn't done with the story. Fesco, the name of the dog that was supposedly gay, did actually find a home and a gay couple that had been together for 30 years adopted the dog and, you know, love wins and shit. So I guess at this point in time, since I have brought the whole abandonment story full circle, I should definitely start this podcast in my very typical fashion where I start in the very loving manner of saying, 
Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. He's a man who also once believed that the jumping jack was a gay sex position. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, you all know the drill. If you don't know the drill and it's your first time, then here's your chance to listen to it because it's a very simple drill. And if it's not your first time and you don't know the drill, then I honestly don't know if we can really call you a fan, but but it's okay. But for those of you that don't know, the drill is a pretty simple one. It's about how it is that you can contribute to the making of this show through sending in the tweets that you see. And if you know it, then you can sing it along with me because it almost sounds like a song and the drill goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook or on IG, if it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab that just so happened to have ended up there that had been pulled from Twitter, then the place to send it to is at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and at Breaktime on Westside on IG, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, as usual, I will tell you that. You don't have to, but if you can, a nice rating and or review on whichever app that you're using will help quite a bit if it allows for that. And if you're on social media and you happen to stumble across break time on West Side, then by all means follow. I I'm not telling you that you must. I'm just saying that it would be really nice if if you did, you know. But but anyways, that aside, we do need to move things on, and I want to get into the tweets real quick because I have three tweets here. Weirdly enough, they all sort of come from women and they all relate to being in a relationship. And I am going to get into those for a bit. But first of all, I want to start by addressing something real quick because I actually have a bit of an issue with a lot of the people dating right now who are in their 20s and hell, maybe even some of them in their 30s. Because there's this very interesting thing with people hating on their ex and just talking mad shit about their ex for no reason whatsoever. Like, I'm gonna take, for example, there's a YouTuber and social media influencer known as Karanta who had reposted a meme which was more or less talking shit about some of her exes. Now, she did come out to state that this was just her reposting a meme. It's not like she was saying anything particularly bad, but she did sort of make it look as though you know her exes were ugly because what the meme was saying was and i quote y'all cannot say i go for looks i mean look at my exes and she did go down to say that oh now i'm going for looks and money and shit and she had actually recently come out from a breakup with some other influencer dude because i don't follow these guys and anyways so thing is this isn't the first time i've seen it i've seen memes and captions and posts where people are like or you know get back with your ex or go talk to your ex or sweep the ocean and people usually choose sweep the ocean other people are told you know cut grass with a nail cutter and you kind of listen to it time and time again and it's usually just people talking so much shit about the ex making it seem as though the ex was such a bad person and i don't know if it's just me that feels like this but i think to a certain degree you could either call it immaturity or just someone who hasn't finished grieving that ex but it could be one of those two. It could be one of those two. The reason why I'm saying that it's immaturity to a certain degree is because I feel like as a fully grown human being, I don't think you expect to be friends or to be in a relationship or to have relationships that are going to be lifelong. 
like not all the relationships that you're gonna get into you're gonna be in them forever so why talk shit just because things ended because if you actually look back at it like there's even the reels the tiktok posts that i usually like seeing where some guy is usually holding the phone and has like the girlfriend in view or their wife and they're like oh uh, she called another man daddy she she held his hand you know she put it back in when when it slipped out and it actually does show that the person that you had a relationship with before that ex of yours like at some point you felt really really intensely about them and you felt some sort of affection towards them and you actually did care and it's not like you particularly cared for a bad person hell maybe you guys might have ended things based on one thing that was bad or a bunch of things or maybe they were abusive at some point in time but it doesn't mean that you did not see good in them before now you might see them as good for nothing right now but they had some good with them before that so to see and to hear people talk so much shit about their exes even though they treated you badly you're ignoring the fact that they definitely had some good with them and i feel like the full grieving process might not have actually taken place within the person that talks so much shit about taxes because usually when you get to the end of the grieving process there's usually that point of acceptance where you accept that you know what shit was bad but shit might have been good you know before and it's unfortunate that things have ended but it's like you know what i'm better off as a person now than i was before that i have learned from my experience with you you know all the best with you and the rest of your life as an ex and i will move on bigger and better like i feel like that's what the point of acceptance is the problem is too many people do not get to that level and I guess there's quite a number of people that get into another relationship before they've healed from from the entire breakup or or you know the abusive relationship and shit and they end up bringing whatever problems that they had onto this person even though they act like they didn't even though there's that feeling of resentment it's like yes it might not manifest itself when you're in the relationship at first but at some point if you see your ex then that's when it will probably manifest and it throws you back into that whole cycle of the entire grieving process and if anything i feel like that's something that can heavily be avoided i feel like that's something that you can prevent yourself from from putting your partner through or from putting yourself through it's just a matter of are you willing to let go of what it is that this person did to you like do you want to hold on to the anger and the resentment and shit or are you willing to let go and allow yourself to heal and allow yourself to move on and be better from the previous relationship cuz i'll admit for a fact each and every one of my exes i will say good things about them like they were genuinely good people they were really good we had a couple of issues and stuff ended probably i was the issue probably they were the issue either way both of us had our own issues and we couldn't make the relationship work at least based on one of us at the time and stuff ended like if you can admit that to yourself i think you're definitely a lot better off and of course there's cases of abuse and shit which will have a little bit more bad than what it is that i'm talking about but all in all the point is can you at least for once in your life as a part of the people that are in gen y gen z like can you just admit for once that you know what in as much as things may have ended with my ex in as much as i might have hated some bits of the relationship or some bits of my ex they were genuinely good people and stuff just ended and i am going to move on like are we ready to admit that or do we want to continue talking shit about our exes food for thought anyways 
now that I've said that, we can definitely move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. Giving another female attention is cheating. Making another female feel like she's got a chance is cheating. Cheating isn't just fucking. If you give that bitch my time and attention, you're cheating. Once you feel like you gotta lie about it, hide it, and put it on D&D, you're cheating. Honestly, if I was dating this woman, I'd be scared of even saying mother nature because she'd probably think I'm cheating. Like, I bet if I thought of a woman or I had anything that related to a woman and I was like, oh shit, she did it. Yeah, I'd probably be accused of cheating. Because honestly speaking, honestly speaking, honest to God, how many of these situations would you consider to be cheating? Because I think giving another female attention can be cheating, but probably in a social sense. If it's in the sense of business, if it's for professional reasons, I have to go and get the bag. How is that cheating? Like, honestly, how is that cheating though? Like, I can get that probably might have your insecurities about me cheating. And, you know, probably I might bring up certain insecurities by how I interact with women. But how is that shit cheating? Making another female feel like she's got a chance with you. Yes, that one I can consider to be cheating to a certain degree. But the only question is how you're doing it. Because it's not necessarily just what it is that it's been said that you're doing, but it's how it is that you're doing it. If you are flirting with her, then that's probably cheating. Not unless if you're part of those guys that do social experiments and, you know, it's part of your job or some shit. But I'm not saying this to justify it. I'm just saying if you are openly flirting with her, if you're talking to her as though you're a single person, then yes, you are condoning it. And in some ways, you could say that you might be emotionally cheating. And yes, cheating just isn't fucking. There's the physical one, which is fucking. Then there's the emotional one, which isn't really fucking, but is more of, you know, putting yourself in an emotionally available position for another woman to kind of invade that shit, which which I think is an entirely different way of looking at it. Those are the two that I mainly like to look at because in some ways it's easier to define those two because with the physical one, I'm fucking another woman. With the emotional one, I'm fucking my woman, but I'm probably thinking about another woman. Like, I think that's a much easier way of defining emotional cheating and physical cheating as opposed to the rest of this shit. Uh, If I'm giving that so-called bitch my time and attention or her time and attention in this case, is it really cheating? Well, depends on the reason. If it's for social reasons and it's someone who genuinely does need to talk to you for some reason or another, then yeah, it, it... it doesn't really work as cheating but if i openly leave my girlfriend and i decide to chase someone else and give them the time and the attention that i should have been giving to my girlfriend because i planned to spend it with my girlfriend or some shit then yeah yeah that one definitely counts as cheating uh but all in all i feel like half of this shit isn't cheating because all it requires is the right context to not make it look like cheating and the problem is A lot of babes will generalize this shit and then call it cheating even though it does not even relate to cheating in the first place. Because I think cheating in and of itself is simply just the desire to cross the boundaries that you and your partner have so that you go and get something else that you are supposed to get primarily and only from your partner. So I think that's a much better way of describing it and at least at that point it leaves it open to context. But then again, this one sounds like a very, very controlling type of person. So I'm going to leave it at that 
and move it on so on to our very next tweet. Giving someone that has always wanted you a chance has got to be the most horrible idea ever. Okay, um, I feel like babes need to help me out on this because to a certain degree, I'm starting to get a little confused. On Battle of the Sexes this week, y'all were saying that you wanted a guy that wants you more than you want them. And at that point in time, I was like, you know what, this is probably a win for the simps. And in this tweet, it's like you're saying everything against that. So it's not going for someone or at least giving someone who's always wanted you a chance. And honestly, this is this is starting to get a little bit confusing. And yes, I can get it. You know, there are some people who will definitely always want to be with you just so that they can smash. And they probably don't know that. So I guess that's what things like post-nut clarity are actually good for. But this is something that's very heavy on context. Yes, there are people who've always wanted to be with you. And some of those people are crazy people. And those ones you should probably avoid. So probably if you're seeing someone that's, you know, obsessing over you a little too much, giving them a chance might actually not be the best idea. But if someone's always wanted you, but at least has, you know, the normalcy or the sanity to exercise some form of restraint to a certain degree, then I guess those ones are worth giving a chance to because if anything, those are the people that will always strive to make you happy. Those ones are the ones who always strive to want to make it work. And in some ways, yes, it could give you a certain amount of control and power in the relationship, but I think it even goes beyond that because for the first time for quite a number of you, you might actually really get to know and really get to experience what it feels like to be loved. Because let's be honest, there's a fuck ton of you that have been in toxic relationships over and over and over again. And sometimes it's probably because you've given a chance to a lot of the wrong people who've treated you like shit. So maybe this one time, maybe this one or two times why you're giving a chance to someone who's always wanted you, you might actually end up hitting it right with them. So probably giving them a chance, but also staying fairly cautious is something that needs to be taken into account because in as much as we have the crazy people of the world there's actually a lot of good people that genuinely do desire someone and wait for the time that they'd want to be with them and you know sometimes that kind of opportunity takes a bit of a while so that it can manifest so all in all i think you should give some people a chance and this tweet is actually heavily heavily dependent on context so i will leave it at that and I will move it on to our very final tweet of this episode. It's crazy that girls really go after another girl's man just because y'all see her happy and seeing the things he's doing for her. Finally, finally, a tweet in this episode which is not dependent on context. Because this, this one, at least one, it's a lot simpler to, to describe because I think most people will agree to it. And two... It's something that I can actually explain because the explanation of this is something I've spoken about time and time again. Because the reasoning behind this isn't entirely a bad thing and to a certain degree is actually a form of natural conditioning from like way, way back in the day. Now, obviously, I'm going to start by discounting the people that directly go for other people's boyfriends, like the women that do that. I know that there are women that are notorious for doing that just the same way I know that there's guys who are notorious for going after, you know, their homies' exes and shit. And that's a very different breed of people. Now, let me look into 
the ones that will almost always go for some girl's man. Now, way back in the day, back during Neanderthal times, way before our ancestors and shit, when women wanted to select a man, it was almost trial and error. Because you'd go and you'd look for the features that you'd like, obviously that's the interaction, but you wouldn't always know whether this person is going to be good long term, especially as a maid, especially in terms of genetic material and shit. So it was very, very trial and error back then. So what women learn to do over time is they'd go and they'd look at the men who are with certain women and it would make them more attractive because they would know that because they've already been taken through the entire trial and error by one woman, then they're already tried and tested and proven that they're very good examples of what a good man is. And it is something that you do see manifested day in, day out. When when a guy goes to a club or when a guy is going to hit on babes, it's actually advised that you go with a wing girl instead of a wing man. And that's because on a conscious level, it is a simpler way to bring down her walls because you know a woman will not have her walls as high up if she's talking to another woman as opposed to when you come as a guy she'll already have had her walls up now on the subconscious side it's a way of showing her that this guy is actually a good guy he's generally a good person to you know have close to you so whether you want to have him as a mate it might actually be a pretty good option now of course when you translate that to your typical relationship then you can kind of see it manifest the exact same way because a lot of times you find that the people that your partner will end up cheating on you with is usually like a best friend and this is something that the babes go through a lot which is why nowadays babes are all about the whole oh i keep my man you know very separate from my friends and shit because the moment they start getting close, there's a pretty good chance if this guy's been treating you really well, these babes might get jealous and, you know, all of a sudden decide to start making moves on your man and shit. And that's mainly because the same good way he seems to be treating you, they probably feel that he could treat them, he could give them the same exact things that you're getting as well. So that in some way should explain why it is that, you know, guys who are in relationships are actually hotter than single guys. And it does also justify why it is married men are considered to be hotter. Married men can actually attract more women's attention just by playing around with their ring and shit. And it does actually show that a lot of what it is that babes do nowadays is something that's come out as a result of nature. Now, you can choose to ignore it. You can choose to follow it but all in all i do believe that it is your choice and as such you should exercise it with caution but then again that's probably just me and hell who says i wouldn't mind the extra attention even though i had my lady with me but i actually want to hear your thoughts on this what do you feel about the entire thing do you believe in this do you not believe in this i want to know y'all can hit me up on the socials at bagaka the d on twitter at breaktime on my side on facebook and on instagram thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break